Greetings to my brothers and sisters, martial monks, to all those who walk the path. Today we are talking again about discipline, how to cultivate it, and how to maintain it within ourselves. Discipline is truly a meta skill that will affect and improve all aspects of your life. With discipline, we are able to command ourselves as conscious, rational, thinking beings. Without it, we are little more than animals reacting instinctively to hormonal inputs. This is a key aspect of today's talk, how this disciplined ability to command ourselves, this is how we prove our humanity. Thank you for joining me today. Get yourself a drink, make yourself comfortable, and let's begin. First of all, let me explain to you what motivated me to record this episode. Recently, I have quite often heard a lot of people talking online about the benefits and value that physical training has on the mind. This is something you will hear people like Jocko Willink, Joe Rogan, David Goggins talk about. Some people think, incorrectly, that lifting weights is just about getting huge and building mass. But of course, those who lift understand the profound effect it has on the mind and how the increased discipline, confidence and self-esteem will impact all aspects of your life. Any form of rigorous physical exercise, whether it's lifting weights, hard cardio like running or swimming, intense circuit training, martial arts, competitive sports, anything that really pushes you to your physical limits, this will increase your discipline. Not just on the macro level of turning up each day to train and practice, the regularity of your effort week to week, but also within the practice itself second by second. This is what I really want to focus on. Let's take lifting weights, for example. David Goggins talks about the 40% rule. He tells us that when we reach our perceived limit, when we hit our psychological barrier and we feel that we're at our absolute limit, that we can't go any further, we're actually only at 40% of our full potential. Now, Goggins is famous as a long-distance ultramarathon runner, but this concept applies to any physical pursuit. The understanding that we reach our psychological limit far earlier than we actually reach our physical limit. So coming back to weightlifting, anyone who has any real experience with lifting will know exactly where this is going. When you lift weights, let's say you're doing bench press or squats. When you load up the bar and you're aiming for about eight reps, you think your limit is at about eight or nine reps. When you're lifting and you're pushing, the first four or five reps aren't going to be so bad. But when you get to rep five or six, it starts to hurt. You're starting to struggle. It's uncomfortable. When you get to rep seven, it's really hard now. It's unpleasant. It's more than unpleasant. It's actually physically painful. When you push out the eighth rep, your body is screaming at you now. This really hurts. 
It hurts. And of course, this is something you are subjecting yourself to. Now, maybe you can get that ninth rep. Maybe if you really push yourself and really go to war, you might even be able to squeeze out that 10th rep. But when you reach the top of that eighth rep, you have a choice. You can re-rack the bar and call it a set. Absolutely. And that would be a good set. You've pushed yourself and you've done some hard work. Or you can go to war and you can see if you can get one more rep. Really push yourself through that barrier of pain and see what you've got. Now, this is exactly why lifting weights, running, exercising isn't for everyone. Because when they hit that pain barrier, when the exercise becomes physically uncomfortable, they have a choice. Keep going or stop. And the fact is, many people a real significant number of people, their highest priority is comfort. Why would I subject myself to this suffering? That is why you see so many people in the gym walking on treadmills or using weight machines without even breaking a sweat. Because yes, they want to exercise, they want to do something, but their ceiling for the discomfort they are willing to subject themselves to is extremely low. They're not actually willing to voluntarily inflict any real pain or suffering upon themselves. So they go to the gym, but they don't do any real work. And of course, as a result, they don't make any significant progress. So how does that tie into discipline? The key here is that when you're under the bar, when you feel as though you are at your limit, when you're in the real midst of pain and suffering, do you call it a set and re-rack the bar? Or do you choose to rely purely on willpower and go for another rep? The Hellenistic philosophers of ancient Greece believed that the only thing which distinguishes mankind from animals is that transcendent quality of choice. Our ability to make a clear, rational choice and pursue that decision despite our base hormonal programming. We all have our natural, animalistic drives, hunger, anger, lust, fear. And that's not to dismiss these qualities. They all clearly serve practical purposes for the individual. We feel hunger so that we eat and don't starve to death. We feel lust for the purpose of procreation, fear for self-preservation. These are all evolutionary qualities that have a valid purpose. But if we only respond to our hormonal impulses, if we only follow our instinctual feelings of desire and rejection, we are no different to a dog or a monkey. It is our ability to reason, to assess information and to make a clear, informed decision, often despite our feelings, this is what separates the conscious man. Have you seen the movie Dune or even read the book? Frank Herbert's science fiction masterpiece. If you haven't seen the movie, I highly recommend it. It is fantastic. Early in the movie, there is a scene with the Bene Gesserit mother in which she tests Paul Atreides. 
She holds a poison needle to his neck, the Gomjabar, and she instructs him to place his hand in a box. The box stimulates the nerve endings in the hand and gives the sensation of pain. She tells him that if he removes his hand from the box, she will kill him with the poison needle. So he must hold his hand in the box. As the pain builds, it feels like his hand is on fire. It feels like the skin is dripping from his flesh and that all that remains are blackened and charred bones. It is absolute agony for Paul. All of his instincts are screaming at him to pull his hand from the box. All he has to do is move his arm back a few inches and this excruciating pain will end. But he knows that if he removes his hand from the box, she will kill him. So he must make the conscious decision to endure the pain. He must choose this unimaginable suffering willingly. There is a fantastic part of the conversation between the Bene Gesserit and Paul in which she explains the test and how an animal will react instinctively, but a human, a true conscious human being, will endure the pain. In the book, Paul takes insult to this and says, do you mean to suggest that I am but an animal? And the Bene Gesserit mother responds that no, she is suggesting that maybe he is a human. She's implying that most people, most human beings are just animals. That's the common state of humanity. But actually those conscious awakened beings, they are the rarity, not the other way around. At the end of the scene, she says, goodbye, young human, I hope you live. To call him young human, she is indicating that through this test, he has actually proven himself to be a real human being, which is in itself a rarity. We test ourselves like this every day. We may not have a poison needle to our neck, but we have this choice between conscientiously choosing to subject ourselves to pain and discomfort or to follow our instinctive desire for comfort. Do you pursue intense, challenging physical exercise or do you just kick it back on the sofa and watch TV? Do you willingly subject yourself to short-term suffering in the knowledge that you will receive long-term gain, or do you follow your immediate desire for pleasure and comfort? We don't have a box like in Dune that can simulate pain, but we do have something very similar. First, let me ask you, what do you think of that box? Do you think you could willingly endure the pain if you really had to? Do you consider yourself a conscious, awakened human being? Well, let's put that to the test. Are you ready for a challenge? Here it comes. Ice baths. Ice baths are so good for you. Everybody's talking about ice baths these days. They are so good for you. The physiological benefits are well-researched and without question. We all know that ice baths are seriously very, very good for you. But, but they fucking suck. <laughs> seriously, 
Ice baths are horrible. At least for the first few seconds, you do settle into it and you do become more comfortable, especially the more often you have them. But those first few seconds when you climb in are the absolute worst. So here it is. Here is your gom jabar. You know, consciously, in your rational decision-making mind, you know that ice baths are good for you. You know that they have serious physiological benefits for the health and well-being of your body. But as soon as you dip one foot in that ice-cold bath, your primitive ape mind, your lizard brain, will scream with every fibre of its being, No! This is bad. I don't like it. Get out the water. This is bad. Get out now. So, are you a human or are you an animal? Are you able to apply your directing mind rationally and overcome your base instincts? Or are you actually still unconscious? Every rep lifting weights every hill sprint, when you're already tired and exhausted, every squat, every push-up. Everyone loves Rocky when he's beaten and bruised down on the mat and his trainer is screaming at him to get up. Could you get up? Most civilians have no idea what it's actually like to fight in the ring. When you've literally been beaten up by your opponent, you're exhausted, you're in pain, you're dazed and confused. Do you really think you have what it takes to pick yourself up off the mat, to drag yourself back to your feet and continue to eat more punches? Well, let me tell you one thing. Whatever you think you may be capable of, you don't know until you're there until you're at that crossroads and you have to make the choice for yourself. Discipline is a quality which we can cultivate, which we should make great efforts to cultivate. I'm not saying you have to immediately subject yourself to extreme voluntary suffering just to harden your mind. But all of the choices you make will contribute toward this. In the morning, whether you stay in bed for that extra 10 minutes or get up when you need to, that is a choice between discipline or complacency. Every day we encounter these decisions in which we must choose between what we know we need to do and what we simply want to do. If you haven't heard it already, I strongly recommend you listen to episode 17 of the podcast, Motivation versus Discipline. There I talk further about the difference between motivation and discipline, how to cultivate discipline, and how to correctly utilize motivation. This is also extensively covered in my book, The Martial Method, which I have almost finished editing the audiobook version of. It is also worth mentioning the value of having someone else force discipline upon you. Again, if you've read my book, you'll understand the difference between motivation and discipline and what is actually happening when someone else applies discipline upon you. But what's important here is that yes, having someone else regularly force you to do something will instill discipline within you faster than simply relying on your own willpower. For some people, their own willpower is enough. 
for the Übermensch, the higher man. But for many people, as we know, if left to their own devices, they will never overcome their own desire for comfort and sensory pleasure. When discipline is being forced upon someone, the thing you need to be cautious of is pushback. For instance, if we think of something like the military, now in the UK we don't currently have any kind of conscription or mandatory service, but here in Japan people often ask me if I was conscripted into the military. Of course we think that preposterous in the UK. I don't think there's any European military that currently enforces mandatory service, but remember that just over the border from Japan is Korea, in which they do enforce a mandatory service. In this kind of situation, if you have absolutely no choice, many of these people will come to resent those in authority above them. If your resentment and anger toward the person above you is strong enough, any discipline they cultivate within you will eventually be meaningless. Because as soon as you leave that institution, you will revert straight back to your previous mindset and mode of being. That's why military conscription doesn't create an army of higher beings, because most people simply want to escape the confines of that system and return to their instinctive lifestyles. The best balance for this is when you voluntarily place yourself into that situation, whether it's voluntary military service or even martial arts is a good one. If you join a gym with tough training, that has the perfect balance because all you have to do is turn up. Once you're at the gym, your coach, sensei, instructor will beast you and apply the discipline to you. So you're sort of semi-involved in the process. You can get this with any good personal trainer or teacher when you really allow them to push you. But even then, even with a coach screaming in your ear, even when I'm working with my clients, look, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make it drink. I've worked with hundreds of people with varying degrees of success. Because at the end of the day, I can push people, I can motivate people, I can give them the knowledge and the opportunity. But when they're in the thick of it, when they're in that moment, when they are under the bar squatting, when they are down on the ground doing push-ups, when they reach that psychological limit, only they can make that decision. Only you can push yourself through that mental barrier and choose to act, to choose power, choose yes, despite your suffering, despite the pain, despite the darkness closing in around you. That's what I wanted to share with you today. The understanding that you face these decisions constantly. Every day you encounter these opportunities because that's what they are, opportunities. Exercise, ice baths, taking the stairs rather than the escalator. Every time you are faced with that decision, do you continue? Do you push yourself through the discomfort and pursue what you know is good for you despite it being unpleasant? Or do you stop? Is that enough? Have you reached your limit? Every time you encounter this moment, you are faced with the opportunity to stretch your discipline a little further, to strengthen your mind, 
to choose to walk the path that is less traveled, the way of the warrior. This is the way. I know it's hard. I'm right here with you. You think it's not hard for me? We're all going through those same struggles. That's what distinguishes the higher man, the one who chooses yes over no, the high road, rather than the downward path. I want you to succeed. I want you to become the person you think you are. It's not easy, but if it was, then everyone would do it, and you are not everyone. If you would like to learn more about discipline, motivation, and how to enforce it in your own life and practice, pick up a copy of The Marshall Method. The ebook and soon audiobook is available on Gumroad, and you can get the paperback on Amazon. If you enter the code BECOMETHEWAY, you can get 20% off your Gumroad purchase. Links to everything can be found on budo.card.co. That's B-U-D-O dot C-A-R-R-D dot C-O. Or on Twitter, at WayBudo. I hope everyone is enjoying their summer. The weather is absolutely beautiful here in Japan. Blue skies, white clouds, green trees. It's hot. It's humid. The birds are tweeting. The children are playing. It's fantastic. I am glad to be alive. I hope everything is good where you are. And if it's not, keep going. It is within your power to change reality. For those on the way, become the way.